go. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm Lawn Care Rookie, LCR. I'm here with Corey Ballard with Perfect Cut and Ballard Products, right? Yeah, glad is, to be here. So is it Ballard Products, Ballard Innovative Products? I, I heard this story. <laughs> you got multiple Instagrams. Yeah, you know, the short version of that is I started an Instagram account, um, Ballard Innovative Products, and I then I later realized that I needed a business Instagram account but the other one had so much traction. So one has like 31,500 followers and the other one has like 41,000. And so I wanted to cancel the original one, but with 30,000 followers on it or, you know, right. I couldn't. So now I'm in this weird you know, conundrum where I can't. So then I got a hold of my Facebook rep who I talk to every other Friday about our marketing strategies and making sure we're getting the most out of our, our reaches. And I said, is there any way to integrate the two? And he said, no. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought about doing, and, and this is off subject, but I thought about doing like a thing where it says, all right, guys, because what I think is happening is I probably have a lot of people following both. Right. There's an overlap, but there's a possibility that there might not be. Yeah. And so know? I thought about doing like, all right, guys, in 10 days, I'm shutting this one down. Please, if you're not following the other one, let's try to you know convert over. And then, you know, my wife and everyone said, are you really going to shut the other one down? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I would have to commit to it. But gotcha. yeah, it, it, you know, it has enough traction, but it does create some challenges because I I post three times on each channel a day. Sometimes it's a video, a motivational quote, uh, share somebody else's um, experience with our product. Um, but then I get questions on both too. So it's a little bit challenging. I handle our social media right now um, on Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff. So um you know, we get, you know, several hundred questions a day and I do my best to get back to everybody on them. And I had a guy doing it for me, but the truth is in our, in our industry, in our business, a lot of them are technical questions and they want to know, does this work on my machine? Or, and I had some guys this morning asking me some business questions. And if I just have some admin person handling that, I don't think they can do um, a good job. And I think what I, what we found is our community loves the fact that, I mean, I get people all the time, like, is this Corey? I'm like, yeah, it's me. Yeah. You got me. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so I think definitely. there's some kind of cool community to that, that I'm still able to answer it. For sure. Um, and I enjoy it. Um, you know, most of the time. And so, so, so obviously either, either one, either one of those like Instagram accounts, they can, they, yeah, they can get products. information and, and yeah. get a hold of you or get a hold of somebody. Absolutely. Um, and, and uh, guys, guys and girls are contacting you for, you know, asking you questions about products and, and the business of lawn and landscaping as well, because let's give us a little bio for anyone that's listening to this episode that maybe sure. has never heard of Corey Ballard and yeah. So, um, you know, my story, um, is, you know, not unlike a lot of other ones. I started mowing grass at 14 and, um, you know, grew that company, um, you know, into a full service lawn and landscape site management company. So we have a location in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, Cedar Rapids in Omaha. Um, we are a full service company, mainly commercial. Uh, we specialize in large industrial hospital, 
um, large data centers, uh, medical parks. Um, so we've um, uh, we've got a, just you know just under a couple hundred employees. So we've grown it over. This is going to age me a little bit, but I've done <laughs> it over 30 years. Um, I've got a business partner today at, today at Perfect Cut that runs the day to day, and I stepped away. Uh, two years ago to focus on the Ballard side. I was super excited about the products. And um, and that's something you created kind of along the way, kind of out of, out of necessity probably, right? Like yeah. trying to build stuff like that what didn't exist for your own lawn, landscape business, right? Exactly. And then it so, kind of turned into its yeah. own thing. We, we built some products that we thought made sense for us. And then I um, back in the old days, you know, the only way to get those out there were, you know, was to go to, you know, GIE. And then I went on this uh, tour where I went to all the small trade shows. Um, and then I would advertise in Lana Landscape Magazine. Used to be Pro, if you guys remember that one. Um, Turf, there was a bunch of them. And, um, and so a few years ago, I, you know, I thought, well, you know what, With, we've got great products. And I also found other products that we don't manufacture that I was using in my business daily. And I said, man, these are high quality I like them, so I made some agreements with those guys, um, and I wanted to make kind of a one-stop shop for people where they could go on and um, find the gear they needed to make their business, you know, a little more effective, efficient, profitable, safe. Um, and so we've continued to grow that. We've added a bunch of new stuff. We got a bunch of new stuff coming for 2021, um, and I'm excited again about it. You know, I, not that I was burnt out at Perfect Cut, but uh, you know, I surrounded myself with really good people, and um, I trust them. And, you know, that was a tough decision to say, hey, guys, I'm going to step away. I'm going to let you guys do what you're good at. Um, I still go to a weekly meeting and I still approve some stuff that, you know, I need to approve. But yeah. I've, got, I've got full confidence in my team. And I talked a little bit about that yesterday, you know, just, you know, putting the right people around you that you trust. And I'm not a micromanager. I'm crazy, but I'm not a micromanager. Right. Um, I, you know, you put the people in place, let them do what they need to do. And if they make a mistake and as long as it doesn't, it's not detrimental, let them make a mistake. And then you can have that conversation that says, Hey, I saw what you did yesterday. Explain, you know, walk me through that process. How did it work? Okay. Next time let's try it this way. And, and sometimes people just have better ideas than me. And, um, so yeah, um, we're a full service life management company. And, um, again, snow removal is our largest division we do. Really? Um, yeah. So most people don't get that, you know, snow is something we did in the beginning to keep guys busy. And that's kind of what a lot of guys say, you know, I was just trying to figure out how do I keep this 10, 15, 20 guys busy. Right. Um, and then we started having, uh, we had, you know, seven, eight, nine, 2007, eight, nine, we had a lot of snow and we said, you know, we, we, we can make money doing this. And, uh, and we started educating ourselves and getting better and better at it. And so today snow is our largest division. Um, I think we ranked 23rd in the U S last year in snow and ice management. So, wow. Um, that's perfect because that's what I wanted to focus on in right. today's episode was snow management. And so you said 2008 around was when, was when you, it's kind of when we realized that it was no longer just something we did to stay busy. Um, so like, we 12 started, years ago. Yeah, so we been, started saying, okay, what you know, what kind of clients do we want? Or what kind of equipment will, will we need to maintain them at the highest level? How do we go about getting them? Um, and I look at snow removal as just risk management. When I talk about snow, when we go in and sell snow and tell our story, we talk about risk management. You know, we talk about how do we keep your place safe? So you can open up your business on time safely. Your employees and your customers can get in and out safely and and so we really put a lot of great things in place. Um, my business partner was actually on the board um, <clears throat> and helped really um, put in a lot of uh, a lot of uh, 
training and and we so we do what we take snow very seriously again mm -hmm. it's not something we just do as a hobby um well in a company of that size i would imagine you really have to focus on like safety and 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 just like how how do you take something to that scale like when especially when you're starting starting something new in, in a sense right a new service for a larger company versus like like oh yeah we've been doing snow ever since the beginning you know when I, we started mowing lawns and just natural progression to 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 plow and all that that wasn't the case it sounds like for you like you already grew you know the company to a, a large size and now you're like you know it just makes sense now to get into snow so what how did that what was that transition like did you just like I know you said you did a lot of research and and just try to make sure you you put your best foot forward but as far as like equipment and the type of snow removal and cleanup services how did did you just go go all in or did you kind of dabble in some things? or start with this like put a plow here or get a skid steer there kind of take us down that path yeah, so we were always doing snow um you know we were doing we were we were doing snow removal we were doing it hourly which is a safe way to do snow a lot of guys do snow hourly um, we just started looking at different methods um so we were one of the first companies in the u.s to really go to a seasonal format so we started going to our clients and saying what if we could charge you seasonally what if you had budget certainty what if you could know that we're going to perform all the services needed for x dollars um instead of this hourly and you just wait for the bill to come in and and see what happens right mm -hmm. um so we were one of the first companies to really start pitching uh seasonal snow uh the funny thing was um my business partner partner at the time said seasonal snow is where it's at and and i was like i don't think people are going to pay us a guaranteed rate you know because at the end of the day snow removal requires a lot of people right expensive equipment so you've got a capital investment um so we also started researching you know what's the best equipment out there you know uh, you know the old days it's just a pickup and a plow right right and a snowblower and a shovel right um and so we started looking at skid loaders and wheel loaders and these sectional pushers and box pushers and you know <clears throat> excuse me and what um you know what salters make the most sense what salt makes the most sense what works the best and so we really just started uh educating ourselves um getting on the boards of the uh, asla um the uh and, and getting involved in um who's doing what and then we started looking at who's doing more snow than us and can we pick their brain you mm -hmm. know just like guys come to these events uh, you know at the entrepreneur academy or any gie or any of the events um and started saying who's doing a lot of what we want to do and what are they right. doing different and and uh what separates them from the guy that just does the um holiday Inn express on the corner or the gas station the strip mall and so we started learning what you know and and with that we made a list and i don't want to get down too far in a rabbit hole but you know we made a list of in a perfect world who would our ideal client be who really values risk management hospitals right mm -hmm. yeah you know sure. malls um right. high density a lot of traffic, traffic yeah you know shopping centers grocery stores who really versus needs, a gas station yeah. or bank or, or something or even an hoa where people just really just need to get out of their driveway yeah and they, they just, stay home a lot anyway exactly and so we started really looking at um who would pay us a premium if we could give them a premium service yeah if they, if you could ensure if you can guarantee that you're down to the ground like everything's crisp dry no slips falls nothing everyone can get in and out perfectly yep. fine parking spots all that good stuff yeah and, and so we did uh, a lot of things that most companies probably still aren't doing today we take a lot of photos we take when, when you show up to a site we have an app that we built and when you show up to a job site um 
you know, you take photos of the site before and after. And yeah. so we want to show our clients uh, that their place is safe. And in case there is a slip and fall and they say, you know, somebody fell at 5.43 a.m. and the place wasn't clean. Oh, no. We've got documentation. <laughs> right. So we, we document the weather conditions, wind conditions, temperature. Um, is the site safe? Has it been salted? Are all... Um, emergency docks clean are the handicap stalls clean are the hydrants accessible you know hydrants got to be accessible right um so we just tried to really go in and do it different than everybody else because at the end of the day guys we talk about this you know we can cut grass we can put trees in the ground and we can all push snow right what are you going to do different than the next guy that brings value to your customers and partnerships you know our keynote speaker yesterday he hit exactly on what my company does today. We build partnerships. Right. Um, we want our customers to sit around and when they're having a board meeting, we want them to say, you know, what if we lost Perfect Cut? What would we do? While we're sitting in the same meeting at our going, man, what if we lost that hospital? Yeah. But we want that mutual. We want them to value us as much as we value them. Right. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh, it it definitely seems like there's there's a lot of lot more hands need to be on deck for snow removal. So did did that actually um, increase? Because a lot of guys struggle over the winter. Like where you know what do we do for how do we keep our guys? How do we keep them busy? You know, everyone reduces hours or lets you know people go. And um, did did that help ramp ramp things up when you decided to? you know, focus more on snow removal for your company? It did. So when we went to the seasonal model, what it did is it allowed us to keep our people on year round. So when we did that, it allowed us to keep all of our lawn care people, right? Our mowing guys and lawn tech guys, irrigation tech, landscapers. Mm -hmm. It allowed us to pay them all winter. And what that did for us was to completely change our business. Um, You know, in the old days, we'd lay everybody off. Okay. So And then we'd start making those phone calls in February or March and saying, hey, Joe, are you ready to work again this year? Oh, I'm, I found another job I'm painting or, you know, so when you can keep those guys on, guess what? You're going to retain them. So when we paid, when we were able to ramp up our snow removal system and services and make them profitable, we were able to keep all of our core people employed all winter long changed the game completely. And then what it also did is from a recruiting standpoint, when we hired people, they loved it. They're like, so you're saying I'm going to, you're going to keep me on in the winter. Yeah. We're going to keep you on in the winter. Now your role is going to be maybe an operator. You're going to run a truck, a skid loader, a wheel right. loader. You might run a shovel. It depends on your rank. Right. Um, so we were able to, by doing that, it absolutely trans- transformed our business um, so every spring we're not looking for 50 guys. We kept all our best guys on. Yeah. Um, and they have a role in snow removal. We pay more to do snow removal as well. If you're, okay. if you're hourly. Okay. So you um, kind of like ramp, you, you, you bump their pay up for snow removal and then it goes back to what it was before. Because okay. it's tough work. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's at night. You guys know it's nights, it's weekends. Well, you don't know you're in long <laughs> care. You're, yeah. you're in beautiful yeah, air, Virginia. Warm, yeah. beautiful but, Virginia. But I'm, I'm really curious about this, which is one of the other reasons why I want to focus on this topic because we do get snow, but it, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. And sure. it's only if we have commercial properties do the guys really stay busy with it. You know, the homeowners, they're really not going to care unless it's like a foot and they're like, all right, this isn't going to melt anytime soon. I need sure. to get out my driveway. Can you clear it out? Otherwise if we get a few inches here and there. There's no work unless you've got parking lots. You know, we have mm-hmm. like a three inch, you know, trigger and you, you got to go out there. You're doing something. You're 
you're putting salt down, you're plowing all of the above. So it's one of those things that I, I've thought about getting into. Um, but you know, it, it just has to make sense for me. So I, I do understand, but I haven't, you know, it's not, not nothing like where you are and a lot of these other, uh, a lot of my other peers and mentors live. So, yeah. in those markets, it's interesting. I was just talking to a guy that's in, um, South Carolina and he's got a contract coming, uh, for 15 or 16 banks and they want him to do the snow removal and he's not set up to do the snow, but in, in order to get the lawn care, he has to do the snow and him and I are playing some scenarios. What does that look like? Cause for him to go out and buy a, you know, an $8,000 plow for, you know, yeah. or a $6,000 spreader. And he says it snows maybe every other year. Yeah. That's a big investment on a, just maybe right. it snows. Right. Um, and yeah, so for those markets, it's tough for you guys not knowing even Kansas city, which isn't far from us in Des Moines, you know, they, it's hit or miss. They get a lot of ice, but you know, snow removal is an expensive investment um, in equipment and guys. And then you've got to train your guys because you can also do a lot of damage doing snow, whether it's curb damage right. um, or any other thing. So, um, yeah, snow is a, it's a different animal. It does require different training, but we pay our guys more because it's, it's certainly a commitment. Um, you know, a couple years ago, we had every snow event, it seemed like, hit on a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. And so here's guys coming to us saying, man, I'm missing my kid's basketball game. I'm missing church. You know, this is, and we have to, so we have to entice them and, and make them excited about it. Um, and so we, we pay extra on weekends. We pay extra on holidays. Um, I can tell you, we've pushed on, you know, Christmas day. We pushed on New Year's day. It snows every year on the Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah, it seems that is to not snow in the most that, inconvenient that's times. That's not a holiday. The Super Bowl, by the way, guys, <laughs> is not a holiday. But people are like, I'm not going to plow during the Super Bowl. I'm like, well, our customers don't care. Yeah, exactly. That the Patriots are winning again. <laughs> right. The snow, yeah, the snow's got to get cleared out, you know, just like the grass is going to grow and the leaves are going to fall. So someone's going to get paid to take care of it. Let yeah. It, let it be you, you know? Yeah. And so we have kind of a no, no excuses. Um, you know, we don't we just, we go when it's time to go and, and, uh, we communicate really well with our clients. We communicate really well with our people, you know, so if they're calling for snow, we, we touch base with every single employee the day of, we've got a group of people that kind of have maybe 10 or 15 reports underneath them. And we touch base and say, um, you know, Hey Paul, um, are you, are you available t t tonight at midnight? You know, I, I am, but my wife works in the morning and I don't have childcare. I need to know that now and not at midnight. Right. And so we do a lot of planning ahead because, you know, a lot of guys, you know, snow removal is not one of those things where you can just wing it. Um, you've got to be prepared. You've got a small window of opportunity to get that stuff clean and safe. Mm -hmm. um, so we do a lot of preparation and we also do some stuff that's kind of high level, but took us a long time to get there. But our clients can see exactly what the condition of their sites are by our app. So they can see if you're the manager of a facility, you can see at 5.30 where we are at on your site. Is it plowed? Wow. Are, are they the back walk? by the dock? Or yeah, this the walk's or done. And we'll also tell you your site's not safe. If it, you know, if it started snowing at 4 a.m. and we're you just, didn't get we're, there yet or you're we're just, just getting, getting there. crews on site and it's yeah. snowing sideways and we will tell you your site is not safe. Yeah, let us clear it out and yeah. we'll let you know. And so we, we try to be very transparent and... Um, you know, that's taken a long time to get to, of course, but uh, we take snow seriously and our clients do as well, because um, as you guys know, um, 
you know, lawsuits are expensive. Yeah. We've been sued. We've never lost one, knock on wood, um, because we do the documentation. We we have the start, stop time, weather conditions, photos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend anybody doing snow, take a lot of photos. We photo sites pre-season and after-season. Um, and I do that. Oh, yeah, because you, once the snow's all done, you're yeah. like, wait, this you didn't know that was there. So we do a lot of that, and it's not that hard, guys. Get your phone, get your iPhone, and we walk aside, and, and we, we video the curbs, that, you know, because you get to the snow melts, right? And, yeah. And, and it's May, and they're saying, you know what? All of our curbs are damaged. Yeah, and they blame it on you. We're like, no, Mrs. Smith, um, we videoed October 12th. Those were already damaged. Um you know, yeah. so we do a lot of stuff to, again, help our clients manage their sites and, and try to be, a, again, a partner and a resource. Right. So what are there any, uh, can you share any lessons learned from all, all the years you guys were doing snow removal? <laughs> a lot of lessons. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's really about being prepared and having good equipment. Um, you know, again, snow is different than lawn care. Um, if your mower breaks down in the middle of the day, not the end of the world. The grass might grow an inch that day or right. a couple of days, but it's not safety that you, yeah, yeah at 3 a.m and your truck breaks down um and you maybe only have two trucks maybe you have three trucks and you've so i encourage guys to make sure that it doesn't have to be new i think when people hear me on podcasts or when i talk they're like well it must be nice you have all new equipment we ran junk for years um but it's you know snow is such a timely event and there's so much um you're up against the weather and freezing rain and it's windy and cold um, just make you sure you gotta your get equipment, in and get out. So you gotta make yeah. sure your equipment is, um, up to snuff. It's gotta be because you know, if, if you got two trucks and one's broke down at 5am, you got trouble. Yeah. And, um, and so just making sure that you have great equipment, make sure you're training your guys on proper use of the equipment. You can do a lot of damage to sites. You can do a lot of damage to equipment. Um, you know, when that transmission goes out of that pickup in July, it's not from pulling, pulling the mowing trailer. It's from that forward and back, forward and back, you know, pushing snow. So we talked to, you know, a lot of our guys about, you know, how to run the equipment. Um, And we also, um, if something gets damaged, we encourage our guys. We don't, we don't fire them. We don't yell at them. Tell us if you backed into a pole, tell us so we can tell the client. Um, I'd much rather be proactive and say, you know what? We, we backed into the handicap sign or we, we hit an ATM one time. <laughs> oh, man. Money. <laughs> you made it rain. Money came out. <laughs> Money was not flying, but it had been a lot cooler if it was. Oh, um, it was leaking out. <laughs> you know, I, I hit, I, you know, I personally hit a car. I, you know, I'd been out way too long, you know, and, and sometimes, guys, you know, you have to run 18, 24, 30-hour shifts, and we had a blizzard. Several years ago, we had 19 inches, which is a blizzard in Des Moines, and, and I had been running this wheel loader for hours and hours and I mean, I'm seeing unicorns and I mean, I'm seeing stuff, you know, you got to get out, get refreshed. You can only have so many Red Bulls, right? And, yeah. and uh, you know, yeah, I you hit, guys see a lot of things. I've heard this before. You guys yeah, just start hallucinating You start hallucinating there. and you're crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and so you really got to try to, um, we've gotten better um, where we try to rotate and we get smarter. If we look at the event and we know that, okay, guys, it, it's going to keep stone for the next 12, 18, 24 hours. Okay, we're going to send six guys home at midnight, go home, get some rest, get a shower, get a bite to eat. I need you at 5 a.m. I know it's not a lot of sleep, but we try to rotate because what happens is a lot of small guys do, and we did this as well, is we just went balls to the wall, right? Everybody goes. Yeah. So all of us are running. 
and then we're all dead. Right, and there's no one left. And it's still blowing, and it's still snowing, and customers are calling and saying, hey, we got some back drift, and there's a handicap stall that drifted in, and, our, and the, the garbage company can't get to the dumpsters. But well, everyone's worn out. Sorry, all my people are sleeping. Yeah. that's So we have a no-excuse so we it reminds me of like Black Friday for my retail days. We have to do it <laughs> yeah. in waves and shifts. Everyone can't start at five AM and then yeah, you know you, but at the end of the like th- by three PM everyone's dead and like the store is trashed and it's like but the customers that just wanna you know, stroll in at four or five, they yeah. get like the worst they're gonna get the, the leftovers. So you try to you have that wave of the next crew that comes in, they're fresh and you know, they restock everything, clean everything up and they can kinda carry on. Absolutely. Otherwise there's there's no way you can uh consistently provide that same service exactly and we do some other things different now too where we have guys i mentioned like daycare there's some guys that say you know what i can't work tonight um but so we have maybe a half dozen guys that they just know that their role is to be there at 6 a.m every snow event so they roll in fresh they might run the salt trucks but they roll in and so we you know and some guys are like well how come i don't have they gotta you know they don't have to work the night shift and it's like well so we try to have even if it's just a handful of guys and if you're mm-hmm. a small company maybe you just have two guys and you just leave them home and you overstaff a tiny bit and you leave them home and then in the morning you know you know you've got two fresh guys to pick up any of the pieces um and you know we also you know have dispatch so we have two people on dispatch 24 hours a day and and then they rotate a little bit and so our phones are always being answered you know somebody said yesterday always answer your phone snow removal if your cell phone is the point of contact and you go to sleep that doesn't work so you've got to have somebody answering the phone because it's an emergency to them yeah snow's tough i would think um going back to what you're saying about uh the shifts too i would think man maybe this is just me but like the smaller guys like we'd be afraid that if we send the guys home they they wouldn't come back like they would just they wouldn't wake up you know it happens just be just dead to the world trying to sleep after working 20 hours straight or something and you're expecting them to come back in five or six hours so that's probably why we kind of go balls to the wall and just like let's just get through it i'd rather get it all done and then go home so you know that's why you got to pay them well um you set those expectations you've got to make sure that it's got to be lucrative enough that they want to get in there and get paid um and so but yeah we have that happen you know guy you know you crashed and you set your you alarm crash. for four hours yeah. and you you know sometimes you, like hey joe where are you dude i'm dead yeah take a shower man grab a red bull we need you in an hour um you know we do some things where we have some guys that travel and you know we'll put them up in hotels at our expense um just to keep them fresh we've had guys sleeping on the you know office floors <laughs> right but you know we really try to you know we try to take safety because when you're out there in that in those conditions um you know you can hurt somebody right the equipment can be replaced you don't want to hurt anybody right um or and or damaged property too that can be replaced also yeah so i guess people that's the biggest thing that can be replaced um so what are there were there any resources that you use then and and or now that you can recommend to anyone yes so um my brain's a little fried today so it's the as associated snow contractors does anybody else here know this? ASLA? <laughs> I haven't plowed an inch of snow in my life, Corey. <laughs> Man, we I'm, have Paul here. He's a uh, Paul James he's the, he's, in the house. Yeah, he's the he's the peanut gallery over here. I'm jealous. Um, I think it's the ASLA. Sorry, guys, a little bit. Um, so they have a ton of resources. They've got training videos. Um, they can teach you the different salts and brines, and um, so use those resources. The other thing, guys, that we all know. Man, there's a ton of information on YouTube now. 
Um, you know, looking at guys using different equipment. How does it work? Um, there's a there's pricing strategies on there. Um, there's just you know, when I started doing snow, we had no resources, um, very little resources without just going and visiting somebody's site. And um, so get educated. Mm-hmm. You know, snow is a little different animal. So get educated and, um, you know, ask other guys. The other thing I tell small guys that, that want to get started in snow, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with working for another contractor for a year or two. We use a ton of you know, the typical word is subcontractor. We call them service partners because we're, they're a partner. They're an extension of our brand. And uh, they go through the same training program that our employees go through. We set the same guidelines, expectations, quality of services. Um, so, you know, if you're not 100% sure you know what you're doing, go work for another guy for just a year, maybe two years. See how he does it. See how he manages his people. Um, and then you can go on your own. Um you know, it depends on where you want to go with your snow operation. If you just want to be, um, we're going to chuck in a truck. <laughs> yeah. To, shout out to Stan. Uh, yeah. But if you just want to get a plow and you want to plow 20 residentials and maybe the bank on the corner, nothing wrong with that. You'll make a little extra money. Um, you can still go hunting in the winter and do your thing. But if you really want to be professional, you need to educate yourself. You need to get out there. Um, Troy Kloss is a great, um, or Troy Clogs a great mm, um, yeah. inspiration in Michigan as well. He does a lot of snow. Those guys, man, everybody's, what I've found, man, everybody's really open about information. Nobody's, it's not, you know, it's not top secret. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to to, to get with him next time uh, um, I come up through Michigan and uh, hang out with, with Brian a little bit and sh- sh- him show me his setup and get him on the, on the YouTube channel and also get him uh, on the podcast talking about snow. And then obviously there's so many, there's Bedell, there's Troy yeah. Clog, there's, you know, he'll probably hook me up with, he'll probably have me like Paul Jamison worn out with like 10 podcasts in like a day or something. But so that's, so that'll be a good opportunity. And I'm going to be going up to Minnesota with those uh, Minnesota boys up there. Yeah, they and, get and, some you know, snow. They yeah, they get, get a little snow. bit, they get a little bit. So hopefully this will, this podcast for this time frame and, and going forward, anytime anyone wants to, you know, research uh, snow removal, hopefully this will be a resource as well. Is, is kind of the goal. Um, so before we wrap things up, uh, does Ballard Products have anything for snow or is it focused more on lawn and landscape? Yeah, so we have some snow gear. Um, I'm I'm kind of figuring out that we're really good at lawn care in that, in that business, but uh, we've got snow stakes. Um, so that's another great point to it. We get out and we mark all of our sites with snow stakes with reflective um, tape on them. I've got some that even have a glow and for those who have never don't know what you're talking about, what is the point of that? Yeah, so you get out um, and we stake islands, um, corners, hydrants, handicap stalls. Because when you pull into a job site at 3 a.m. and it's, it's covered snowing, in snow. it's snowing sideways, guys. And you, you know, I'm out with my foot trying to figure out where the curb's at. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you get out and you stake your sites ahead of time, you're going to do a lot less damage when you pull in there at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. You can see exactly where the curbs are, where the sidewalks are. Um, you know, maybe there's some dock doors that need to be, you know. And so we get out and we stake those. Um, we have some shovels as well that we think are really cool um, that help back, you know, back fatigue if you're going to be out shoveling 10, 12, 14, 18 hours. Um, so we sell some snow gear, um, sell a backup light that we just added. So when guys are in reverse, this thing's got 4,000 lumen. You can, it's like the sun behind you because when you're backing up, you, you know, you're twisting, you can't. Those little reverse lights on your taillight, you can't see behind you. Um, so we're trying to, um, you know, have some snow gear that helps guys. Um, again, all the products that I sell are stuff that I think add value. I won't, I'm not interested. If I, if I wouldn't use them, I won't sell them. Um, 
if I don't think it adds value, but I get out and I, you know, I test them, beat them up. This, this backup light, I was hitting it with the rubber sledgehammer trying to see if I could break it. Right. Cause I want to see, is it going to last in, in, you know, cause snow conditions are tough. You're backing into snow banks and ice and cold. And, um, so we have some snow gear on the Ballard site. Um, you know, we mainly, I think we figured out that our niche is the, the lawn care world, obviously, but, uh, yeah, there's, and there's a ton of good snow stuff out there. And again, like I said, with YouTube, um, you can see, you know, the old days you had to go get physically touch and feel and, and see a guy run it. Now you can just watch Stan. He runs every freaking, <laughs> yeah, exactly. every pusher made, or right. there's a ton of other guys too, that are that right. get out there and, and do great reviews, um, on the products and, and good snow equipment's expensive, you know, and I, I encourage guys to try not to cut corners when you're getting snow equipment, just because again, you just don't want to be down at 3 a.m. you know, right. or 4 a.m. or whatever time that is. Right. You've got a minimal. We have a deal where we we six hours is our deal. We want to have, we want to be able to start to finish, have everything clean in six hours. Not always, doesn't always happen if you get a blizzard. But um, you know, you can't be on a site for nine hours. So you know, we're you know we're at a hotel today, and if it's snowing, you know, you this place has got to be safe. You know, they got guests coming and going. You got it's Not got this it. one. <laughs> well, pre pre COVID or whatever's going on right. out there in the world, don't right. get me on that. I can go down a whole nother. Oh gosh, we could do a four hour yeah. podcast on that. But uh, you know, so you you really want to make sure you're timely. And I also encourage guys not to take on more than they can handle, um, because there is such a limited time that you have to get things clean and safe. So um, it's fun to say I've got you know I got fifty accounts. Okay, well, how are you going to get fifty accounts done in six or eight hours? You right, you don't have the equipment. Yeah, um, or the so, or the guys or whatever. Exactly. I mean, so you know, you, there's there's got to be some sort of formula there. You can't. It's just not mathematically possible, you know, to do certain things without increasing other things. Yeah, um, absolutely. So can can you be utilized as a resource for for the listeners, and where where would absolutely. they be able to find you? Yeah. So. Um, on either one of our Instagram pages, <laughs> um, you guys can shoot me DMs on there. I answer questions. Again, I was answering questions this morning about uh, you know a guy's business. He's struggling a little bit with you know trying to get a general manager in place. I will gladly. Um, you can email me at Corey at so it's K O R Y at Ballard-Inc.com. Um, I will answer every email. Um, so if you're struggling a little bit with snow or I'm, I'm I don't know what equipment to buy or I'm I'm concerned about pricing, you know, I'm not going to give away the, the pricing secrets because every market is a little different, but I can tell you some strategies that have worked for us. Um, so either Instagram account, um, we're on Facebook as well under Ballard products where, uh, you can shoot me a direct email. Um, if you want to check out perfectcut.com, you can see our operation as well. This winter I will do, um, you know, on our Ballard pages, I'll, I'll post quite a bit of snow removal in action because people love seeing, Yeah, you know, they're tired of seeing me trying to sell, uh, <laughs> Bant shoots right and catchers right, right they want to see some action they want to see snow and people love seeing equipment in you know in action and we also did a podcast on the green grind about three weeks ago um and we talked about the four different ways of pricing snow so if you guys didn't check that one out go back to the green grind um a little shout self, out to little, the green little, grind podcast. Little self plug <laughs> but it was uh, our most well-received podcast I, I think that thing's over three or four thousand listeners now um and i had my business partner on there and we just talked about you know, hourly versus per push versus set rate versus seasonal. And, and how does that fit into your business? And, um, you know, when do you take that leap? And, and, um, so that's a great podcast to get some information from as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, Corey. I know we're all exhausted here on Sunday morning after a, a long, short weekend at yeah. Elantrapreneur Academy. 
um, look forward to to next year's event and uh, and hanging out and talking with with more folks. So I uh, thank you for your time this yeah. morning and, and and sharing your experiences with snow removal. Yeah, glad to be on, man. Appreciate it. All right. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.